Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. All right, we're here, we're at home, everything's ready. How is everyone today? Cold, but good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too bad. Very much looking <laughs> forward to summer. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I think we'll get right into it. And so last session. All right. So last session, after Kodak had a very heavy one-on-one battle for the leadership of Clan Ironback, the three of you, in addition to Kodak's younger sister, um, who I forgot was there, entered into the temple in the Ironback Forest, where after overcoming a number of puzzles, you find yourselves in a room, and after picking up and pocketing the orb that was in the centre of the room, the three of you notice that the trees surrounding you began to move and the corpses stuck in these trees, began to move and converge upon you. And so that's where we left off last time, so that's where we will pick up, and I'll get an initiative roll from everyone to start with. I got a 17. 17 for Kodak. Mine was a 7. 7? Yeah. Strong start. It's alright. One of the things you're fighting rolled on that one. I got a 16. 16? Which means that Kodak takes us away at the top of the round. So I don't have a map for you guys unfortunately right now but if you want one so you can see where you are in relation to the enemies i'm more than happy to boot up um i'm 20. happy to do whatever no that's okay do we know how many enemies there are at the moment you can see three and they're all sort of within about 15 feet okay cool um cool i guess I'm going to go towards the first one and rush it. Um, okay. From there, I will cast... Oh, actually, no, I won't do Shillelagh. Um, I'll cast Primal Savagery. All right. Ooh. Ten to hit. That does not hit, no. I didn't think it did. That's it for old Kodak. Okay. Um, after Kodak is Leonette. And as you... As Kodak misses... You kind of hit one of the flowering spores that's growing out of this husk's mouth and it releases a cloud of spores right in Leonette's face. And he it in and starts coughing heavily. <coughs> what in God's name was... What, what are they? You recognize them as being undead, but you've never seen this uh, flavor of undead before. So the, it's the, whatever these are, they're, they're like undead things. Yeah. And what do they look like? Remind me. They look like sort of mummified human remains that have been partially taken over by vines and they were almost grown into the trees. I'm just and I'm picturing the flood from Halo. Plants versus zombies, if it got... Oh, my God. Less less plants versus zombies, more the plants are zombies. 
And yes, audience, I'm going to be keeping this very bad voice up for the duration of the recording. It's called role play. <laughs> um, so what are you doing, oh, Lionette? Okay. I will um, cast... Am I able to cast Inflict Wounds? Can I still touch them? You are within um, range, yeah. But I mean, like... Is within range. Is there a form to touch? Like, if they're just spores... No, so they're not they're not just spores, but there are like pockets on them that when hit release spores. Oh gotcha, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. They're, they're, they are actual physical mummified bodies, so you can touch them. Sweet. I will then call you hang on. Necrotic damage doesn't hurt the undead, does it? You no, don't, don't know that. Hmm. I'm not gonna take the risk. I'm going to cast guiding bolt instead. Okay. And I'll just cast the one that's closest to, to Kodak, the one that he attacked. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is a non-nat 20. That hits. Fantastic. Oh, that's nice. 25 damage. Oof. That is very nice. Yeah, it cost me a third level spell slot, though. Fair enough. But worth it. Let me find my calculator. That's a clock. <laughs> look, they look the same. They do. Uh, so what does it look like as your sending a bolt of light at this thing. Basically, um, from my fingertips, I shoot this streak of golden light that just flies straight through the air and connects with its square and center mass. Okay. Anything else on your turn? I... Um, not yet, no. All right. So as you've hit this thing, um, what damage does Guiding Bolt do, by the way? Guiding Bolt is, um, uh, I think it's radiant damage. Okay. So you, as this bowl of light hits this thing, it sears away some of the vines and flesh of the creeper, this, this thing, this husk. And considering that you hit it for a horrific amount, um, it shambles up to you and swipes at you with uh, some of its like vine-like tendrils and completely misses. That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> That's not in cat. Like Leonette wouldn't say that. I apologize. Um, but the one that was next to it is shambling up behind Gordy and tries to do the same thing with a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. That hits. Oh, I'm missing a D8. Where did that go? Oh, there it is. Um, three. So you take 11 points of psychic damage from that. Mm-hmm. Noted. So, psychic damage, so it basically scared her. Yeah, so it like it reaches out and just almost caresses like at your head and you just hear this. It gave me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh Gordy's Excellent. Um I'm going to go in with a dagger. Um I'll strike at number one, whichever one that happens to be. Um, and uh, yeah, so number one is the one that Leonette hit. Number two is the one that just attacked awesome. you. 
Um, I'll go on number two then. Um, so that is a 24 to hit. That hits. Excellent. And that is... Five damage. Five damage? Yep. And then I will attack number two again with the second dagger. That is... Oh, that's an 11 to hit. That misses. Yeah. Rip. So you um, go in once with it? the dagger, stab it, and it shifts its vines as you go in with the second one. Is it um within five feet of one of the other zombie creatures? Um, so it has to be an enemy of the creature for it to for you to get um sneak attack. Sneak attack. Yeah, so it. So oh yeah, so it has. The wording be... is weird. It has to be yeah. within five feet of one of your allies. Is it within five feet? <laughs> Of any of the allies. Yes, it is between you and Leonet. Excellent. Um, I will use sneak attack on it then. 12 damage. An extra 12 damage? Yeah. So that was, I think, 17 or what? Uh, yeah. And that's my turn. Okie dokie. Um, the third one is going to get real close the mo- to the three of you. The moment you... S- it- <clears throat> the moment you said um, it gets real close, I'm immediately just thinking of, hey there, mama, let me whisper in your ear. It's interesting. Uh, basically, so it's oh, it's not really close to the three of you, but you notice that this one has like a flower, a few flowers growing where its eyes should be. And much like how the first one released a cloud of spores, this one releases a like strong strong smell and i'm going to need the three of you to make a wisdom saving throw from a flower yep okie dokie please oh thank christ Uh, that was a 15 that was wisdom right yep wisdom saving throw 11 11 yep uh leonette and gordy 21 15 okay so (laughs) God. Gordy and Leonette succeed on this saving throw. Um, with an 11, uh, Kodak does not. So you are now charmed by this creature, and you can do nothing on your turn except move as close as you can to this thing. Oh. As you are just drawn in by this pleasant, dreamy smell. Um, and if you're charmed, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. Does that um, mean I that use my be... action to dash towards it? Not dash, but you can't take any action. Okay. You have to move towards it. Um, but that is your turn. Okay, well, I guess I move towards it. <laughs> okay. Kodak made a friend. Um, and you can make the saving throw again at the end of your turn. Cool. I will attempt to do that. I was going to say, is there anything we can do on our turns to try and... 24. Uh, sorry, what was that? You, Billy. Did you say 24, Billy? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, that that does it. So that's uncharmed. Yes. Nice. As you get closer and you realise, oh, this is yucky. <laughs> Just kind of looks at my... You're, you're not a garden. <laughs> you're not, not my, my dad. You know, it might be his dad. You never know. Oh, that's horrifying Trauma and increased. true. <laughs> um, 
Okay, laying it. Yeah, turn. Mama. Okay, I will um, again turn to the one that has charmed Kodak, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast Burning Hands at first level. Okay. Um, let me. I need to get up a. Let me entertain. I mostly just need to see where um, it is in relation to everyone else. So, but yeah. oh, that's fair. I don't want to. I don't want to flame anyone. Well, Kodak is right near this thing. Is basically what I mean. So, but it has to make a dexterity saving throw, right? Yes. Um. Okay. So I've kind of just fiddled with this a little bit. So you're all basically within five feet of one of the monsters and there's number two is between Leonette and Gordy. So what is the range on Burning Hands, um, Ben? It's, I believe it's 120 feet, but I'll check. Yeah, but does it like extend in a cone? Um, oh, yes, it's conical. So you can get the one in front of you and the one near Kodak without hitting anyone else. Sweet, that's what I'll do then. Okie dokie. So they've got to make a deck saving throw. Yep. Twelve? Uh, nope. Uh, how much damage do they take from that? Uh, I've got to roll for it, I believe. You are kidding me. You rolled the lowest damage possible. 3d6, yep. right? Mm-hmm. 3d6 damage. Uh, the total amount of damage they take is... Three. Oh, no. Is there anything in addition to that? No, look, look, proof. Hang on, I, that just is 21. <laughs> yeah, you can't really see it. No, I meant more like burning hands. Does it do um, burning hands like 3d6 plus? Is it not your spell attack modifier nope. as well? That's uh, that. I didn't. That no. That only applies when casting the spell. Yeah, no. It does only say 3d6 fire damage. <laughs> oh, that sucks. You cast that at first level. Yeah, I'm sure so. I'm not blowing a spell slot on it now. No, it. But it gets more um, d6 for each slot. Yeah. First, yeah um, no. So three damage. Oof. Three damn damage. That is unfortunate. That sucks, bud. One, one, one. That is inc- unbelievable. The chances of that happening. Surprisingly high. Well, maybe not surprisingly high, but it's a thing. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll find out, actually. One out of six is a percentage chance of approximately 16. So times zero. Okay. 0.6 times 0.6 times 0.6. Holy shit, there is a less than 0.1% chance of that happening. Damn. Um, On that note, does a 19 hit your AC? (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Hang on, I've got to check. I'm not sure. Keeping tally of the (laughs) F-bomb. Sorry. We are now up to three within three minutes. (laughs) And And here I thought Ben sitting in tune would make him less likely. I'm not in the studio. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yes, it hits my AC. Lick me. Um, well, it does with a vine, and you take 8, 9, 10, 11 damage. I'd like to... Mm, I'd, like, one, I'd like my comment to be noted on the record. Ow! <laughs> there's, 
definitely artwork of Leo getting licked by a vine in the works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Nightmare. That's its turn. And, Gordy, what you notice is the vines and the flesh of this one in front of you starts to knit itself back together. Gotta kill him quicker. And it looks just a little bit healthier than it did a moment ago. God damn it. Okay, so just going over the the positioning. Um, yeah, Gordy does a 21 hit your AC. Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, f- nine points of psychic damage from that one. Um, Gordy, it's your turn. Perfect. I will go in with the dagger again. Um, striking at the one closest to me. That is an eight, uh, 17 to hit. 17 to hit hits. Excellent. I'm going to check. That is what they sound like, yes. Um, that is... Four damage. Four damage on the one in yep, front of you. and I'll go in with the second... <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to. Second. I'm trying to provide sound effects. I'll go in with the second. It just sounds awkward. That's the sound it makes when it gets when it's in pain. But question: Can the dead feel pain? Let's find uh, out. Well, I'm dead inside and I'm feeling pain right now. I'll go in with the second <laughs> dagger. Oh, my dice has gone walkabout. Hang on. Em just yeeted her dice in. Oh, that is a nat twenty. Um, I don't nice know where one. the other die went. It's gone. I'll find that later. Oh, it's over by the wall. Just make sure a cat doesn't eat it. <sighs> the amount of things these cats have eaten. Um, you can't roll an actual 20. Four damage. Oof. Yeah. That's two dice plus the bonus. Oh, no, not two dice. That was only one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, remember, you rolled a right, 20, right, so right. double dice. So that's five, six, seven, eight. Eight damage. A damage plus all plus the, bonuses. the bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I will move up to sneak attack the one close to uh, Leo. You have to apply sneak attack to the attack that you're attacking. Oh, I do too, don't I? Yeah. yeah. And it is. Oh, it's still within five feet of Leo, though. So I can sneak attack it. Yeah. So that is three. <laughs> D6. Nine. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's a one. Ten. Ten damage. Ten damage? Um, in addition to the eight that you did? Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Anything else from you, Gordy? Uh, no, that's my turn. Oh, Kadarki. Look at the size difference of these dice. Um, creeper number three is going to go to touch um, Kodak with a natural 20. Which means... Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. Getting sufficiently touched. (laughs) I want to be dirty. Two, four, ten. Fill me, chill me. Eighteen. Ooh! Um, Just just to clarify, eighteen plus eight is twenty-six, right? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Twenty-six points of psychic damage. As it's like, imagine for a moment if it looked like Kodak was, I can't say that. You know how Illithids and Mind Flayers and Cthulhus do their tentacle things? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but it's undead, stinky, smelly vines <laughs> just reaching out and like grabbing Kodak's face and leaving just this gross sliminess. Kodak <laughs> kind of just recoiling from the vines. You see, he kind of has a moment and he puts his hand into this satchel on his belt and pulls out a fuzzy ball. And you see, just kind of bounce off the zombie for a sec. All right. um, I gave you the gray bag of tricks, right? You did. Would you like to roll a D8 for me? I rolled a seven. That's (laughs) a dire wolf. I think that, yeah, it is a dire wolf. Nice. Um... Dire wolf for a dire situation. Yes, it is. So using my action to do that, my bonus action will purely be attack. As as I command the wolf using my bonus action. Okie dokie. So I've got to double check on where in the initiative it sits. I'm pretty sure it jumps on at the end of my turn. I believe it is on your turn, yeah. Cool. The creature so, is friendly to so. you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes, uh, or to give general orders such as to attack your enemies. In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. Awesome. So I guess the direwolf goes to attack. Okie dokie. Do you have the stats for that one? Yeah, I do. Um, so I rolled with advantage for pack tactics. Yep. I got a 20 and a 17. So, not 20. Loving that. Okie dokie. So, that's uh, 46 plus 3 for the dire wolf. Yep, just rolling that up now. Okay, and it will need to make a strength saving throw, which was terrible. Um, so, that's 20 points of damage. 20 points of damage on number 3, and it is prone. Nice. Okay. Anything else on your turn, Kodak, as this wolf just bites off a chunk of nasty flesh? Nope. I used my action and my bonus action, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Leonette, take us away. All right. I'm going to um, use... I'm going to use another second-level spell slot. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to. I'm going to cast cure wounds. Sorry, burning hands. Can I take out more than one? Or hang on, I've got the map here. What am I on? Sorry, about? guys. I'm not me when I'm hungry. Um, you can get one and three, but uh, you will hit the wolf in that. What if I move back here first? Um, that you'll still hit the wolf. Let me. What about there? Um, what is the cone range? 15 feet. 15 feet. You'll be able to hit one and two from there. Without the wolf? Without the wolf. You won't hit three, but you will hit one and two. That's cool. I'm going to move there then for just for symmetry. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to... Yeah, so they've got to make the deck saving throw. Yep. Um, one rolled a six and the other rolled a 15. Balls. That's all right. One of them failed. Which one failed? <clears throat> um, number one rolled the six. And which one Which one is the one that I did 25 damage on? One. Okay, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy this guy. Okay, so um, I did that second level, so it's 4d6. I swear to God, if I get four ones this time... 
Alright, that was marginally better. No, I'm kidding. That was much better. That was 19. 19 damage. Um, okay, so yes. number one takes 19, and number two takes eight. And anything else on your turn, Lainet? Um, Yes, actually. Um, I'm going to... You, uh, ooh, um, I just need to make sure I can actually do it. You should still have a bonus action. Yeah, so I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Spiritual Weapon. So at spiritual first Weapon's not a bonus action to cast. It still uses an action. Oh. The bonus action is to attack and move the Spiritual Weapon once cast. Well, spoiler alert, guess what I'm doing on my next turn? <laughs> and I, oh, hang on, I might still have one more bonus action. Let me see. No, never mind. Actually, no, I take that back. Spiritual Weapon is a bonus action to cast. My apologies. Do I get to hit... Do I get to use it in this turn as well? Um, yes. Hell yeah! Okay, casting spiritual because it, it go, casting it at second or third level has no extra advantage, does it? No, it does. If you cast at spell spell slot three or higher, it increases by one d eight the damage. So it becomes two d eight. Um, yes, if you cast at third level. Oh bollocks! Yeah, that's worth it. I'll cast it at third level. Cause it how long it, it, it how long does it last for? A minute. Oh shite. Oh whatever, it's done now. I cast it at third level. Rounds. I cast it at third level then. Okay. And I will give the I'll give number one, because it's the one that's closest to death, a big old smacky smack with it. It's going to take the form of a actually, yeah, because these things are basically vines, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna take the form of a whippersnipper. <laughs> Love that's it. Hilarious. So, like a. Because whippersnippers don't exist, dude. Well, like. um, Like the, the old fashioned scythe things that they used to yeah. cut wheat. Yeah. That yeah. works. That works instead, then. Okay. Casting it at third level. Let me find a suitable. Alright, so that's 2d8 plus 3, and it's. I have to roll to attack. Plus six. So do you want me to do that? Yes, go ahead. Okay. 19. To hit, that hits. Sweet. Now 2d8 plus six. All right, that's uh, 2d8 plus three, sorry. That is 15. 15 damage. How does yes. it die? Yeah! Basically, just like harvesting a field of wheat, the mystical... Um, I know it's technically a scythe. I'm calling it a whippersnipper. Okay. The, the mystical whippersnipper just literally just almost like a boomerang cuts off its head, then comes back through and severs it at the torso as well. So it basically falls into three pieces. Um, and let me let me let me double check something real quick. Did you do fire damage to it this turn? Um, yes, burning hands. Okay, cool. It is dead. Oh, 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 I feel like that was a clue. An inadvertent clue. <laughs> We've got to burn these bitches. Anything else on your turn? Nope. Oh, oh yeah, I'll cast Reviver Fight. No. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, jelly Creeper number two also took fire damage this turn. Okie dokie. So it's going to thwack Gordy. For yeah. so a grand total of five. Excellent. I'm going to guess a five doesn't hit. So as it misjudges. 
Oh, sorry. I thought that was the damage. No, no, no. Five to hit. No, five yeah. is not hit. Um, it kind of misjudges your height and the vines it throws out just go over your head. I will attack it with the first dagger. That is a 14 to hit. That misses, unfortunately. Okay, and I'll attack with the second one. And that's an 11 to hit, so I'm just going to swipe at it twice and then go back to minding my own business. That's like okay. my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Do yellow creeper number three, whacking at Kodak with a five. No, wait, a six. Nah, I'm afraid it misses. <laughs> um, it steps back because it's still on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, it, it, it is prone. That's, so that's a disadvantage. Wh- it rolled a natural 20 on the other one. I'm very mad about that. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Codex Go. So I'm going to use my action. Oh, bonus action first to cast Shillelagh. And then take a swing with my man, uh, with my quarter stuff. Okay. Uh, just a sec, my crashed. Um, do I have advantage on that one because it's on the ground still? Uh, yes, you do. Cool. Just want to double check before I roll. Could be worse. Um, nineteen. That hits. Oof. Very nice. Um, that's eight points of damage as I just kind of whack it. All right. Oh, and I got that direwolf too. Yes, you do. Let's see how it goes. Not great. <laughs> oh, we love hearing that. Um. Hey, it has advantage too. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, an eight. Yeah, that misses. Yeah, it rolled a one and a three. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. As the uh. Wolf just bites off a chunk of thin air. We will move over to Leonard. What are you doing? Okay, so now that old mate number one is gone, I'm going to turn my attention to the one attacking Gordy, which I believe is three. Mm. Uh, number two is the one attacking Gordy. Right, number two then, and I'm not going to use any more spell slots for the moment. I actually think I might have used a bit too many, but that's all right. I'm instead going to attack it with my... What weapon do I have? Where is my weapons? Where are my weapons? Where are my weapons? Where are my weapons? Here they are. Um, okay, so I'm going to use, I'm going to pull out my longsword. Okay. What the heck? I forgot you had a longsword. <laughs> I'm confused. A frosty longsword. What are you confused about? Oh, wait, wait, do I have a frosty longsword? Mm-hmm. Do the one from the yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't. I think that was a great sword. Oh, it's not coming up on my thingy. Yeah, it's because it was a homebrew one, so it's not. Um... What are the what's the what are the specs of it then? What are the rolls and whatnot? Oh, it was the one that I gave to Katya. I don't really remember what it was. I'll see if I had it on her inventory. Um, Ice Blade. It was a uh, great sword that did. 2d6 plus blah damage and an extra 1d6 cold damage. Well, well, sorry, 2d6 blah damage. So 2d6 plus your modifier damage. Which is plus 4 for me, I think. Yep, and then it also does an additional 1d6 cold damage on a hit. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Well, screw the longsword. I'm going to use that thing. Okay. When did I I get that? You took it off Patch's body. (laughs) 
That's right, I did too. Grave um, robbing, I like it. So it is a great sword, so it is two-handed, so you cannot wield it with a shield. That, I'll drop my shield then. Okay. I, well, I'm not going to just drop it, I'll put it away, but yeah, pulling out the ice sword. Okay, and um, t- not using your shield will reduce your AC. That's all right, what two? Um... Hang on, I'll take my, I'll take it off. Yeah, you should be able to do that in. Okay, my AC has been lowered. Oh, that's a risk, but that's all right. I'm gonna keep it anyway. Yeah, whacking out the, the what's it called, the ice sword or the frosty sword or something. Yeah, the ice blade. I called it the ice shiv in my notes. <laughs> it's definitely not a shiv. And so that's um, that's uh, it's roll to hit, but I've got a. What would my modifier be? Plus six, I think Just... it was. What your normal modifier is? It's a. I seem to have different modifiers depending on. Hang on, um, let me just put a. I'm just gonna do stuff in your um inventory for a second. Because I under under the actions heading, it's got like a list of all my weapons, and it's got a different plus next to it. Yeah, because it depends on what the um whether one whether or not your proficient um to whether or not like what it uses so the great sword is a plus four to hit okay nice and then it's so then it's 2d6 plus four and then 1d6 yeah or is it 2d8 plus four no it's for the great sword yeah it's 2d6 Plus four. Plus four, and then an extra um, d6. Yeah, radio. Okay, I'm going to swing at it. I'm going to swing at it with the with the great sword. Um, and the reason that the long sword and the great sword are both plus four is because you are not proficient in martial weapons. <clears throat> okay. Well, in any case, it was a nineteen. That it's nice. So we'll do two d6. Two d. Technically, just roll three d6 plus three. Okay. A plus Can four. Do it. Plus four. Holy shit, that worked out well. Nine, uh, 20. 20 points of damage. All right. And as a, and as a bonus action, I'm going to take a... I'm gonna, it's going to face the whippersnipper. Okay. Roll for it. All right. Taste the whippy snippy, bitch. Oh, this one could be right on the edge. 17. That hits? Yes. Uh, da, 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 2d8 plus 3. That is 15 damage. Uh, okay. So you've basically frozen this thing. Yes, it did take fire damage last turn. So you've thro- frozen this thing with the ice blade, and then as the spiritual weapon comes, it just shatters it. Oh, nice. So it's dead? Yep. Nice. I am racking up one hell of a body, body count. Yes, you are. And you can just call me Enrique Iglesias because, baby, I like it. <laughs> it's like it lies dead on the floor. That's hilarious. Baby, I like it. I'm gonna come kill some more. Also okay, hilarious. Okay, and it is Gordy's turn. Excellent. Um, let me just have a look. I will move up to the one remaining um, creature. And it's prone, so is that advantage? Yes. Perfect. I will attack with dagger one, which is a 17 to hit. That is. Um, and that will be five damage. 
And then I will attack with dagger two, which is a t non nat 20 to hit. Okay, that hits. And remember, you can do sneak attack with one of those. Yep. Okay, so that was um, plus sneak attack. That is 16 damage all up. 16 damage all up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, he's still standing, but he is looking fairly Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So, Kodak, what are you doing? Me? Yep. Um, I'm going to swing at Old Mate again using my staff. It hasn't gotten up yet, has it? Nope, because it... Wait, no, shit. My apologies, it's its turn now. Um, and it did not take... Didn't take any fire damage. Yeah, it did not. So you see it start to knit itself back together. Um, and it will slap out at Gordy for a 15 to hit. Wait, this is the one standing near me, right? Oh, that does yeah. not hit. Gordy moved up. Sorry, Gordy moved up to attack it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 15 does not hit. Nope. Cool. It's gone. It's gonna stay where it is because it's not smart enough to move. Uh, now it's Kodak's turn. My apologies. That's okay. Need to double check one of my spells. Um, actually, I can do that later. Um, so I'm going to. It got up, right? Yes. Cool. I'm gonna swing at it with my shillelagh. A twenty-one hit. That it does. Fantastic. It's eleven points of damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to swing with the dire wolves. Oh, the dire wolf, sorry. 24. That hits. That would be eight points of damage from the dire wolf. Okay. You knock it down and the dire wolf bites it and it goes down, but you can still see a bit of movement from it as it's slowly knitting itself back together. Laying at your go. Radio. Um, basically same thing. I'm going to have a big old slash at it with my greatsword. Okay. <sighs> 23. That hits. Nice. To uh, 3d6 plus 4 gives us a fairly acceptable 12. Okay. Uh, anything else on your turn? Yeah, spiritual weapon. Now, what damage type does spiritual weapon do? Let me just have a look, but I believe it's... Um... Oh, I was wrong. It's force damage. Okay. Well, roll to hit. 24. That hits. And then damage is... Uh, plus three, nine. Okay. Snippy it for the viney whiny. And Gordy's turn. Okay, um, I'm going to just kind of yell, get back. Can they react to that and move? Oh. Are you going to throw one of the things? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say they can't move, but I will give them advantage on the saving throw. Okay. All right. I am going to take a bead off my necklace and... Well, actually, first I'm going to use my movement and move back um, yep. 20 feet Sorry. away. Out of range. Yep. 
I will throw one of the um, the beads. So it has to do a um, saving well, throw. In fairness, it's prone because it's down, so it automatically fails this. Oh, okay, cool. Wait. I'm saying it automatically fails this check because it is technically at zero hit points, um, but it's not dead. Okay, yeah. So it will fail its dexterity check, and Kodak and Leonet and the Direwolf need to make dexterity checks at advantage as you're casting Fireball. Um, so Kodak is a 10, and the Direwolf is... Also not great. I rolled a three. So with its modifier, that would be a grand old amount of five. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Um, let me check the the stuff on it because... Okay. Yeah, it tells you what the DC is, which yeah. is 15. 15. Um, so I rolled damage. Yes, 8d6. Yeah, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, what was what was um, Leonette's dexterity saving throw? By the way. Oh, sorry. It was a nineteen. Okay. Hallelujah. Leonette takes eleven points of damage. Ouchie. Um, Kodak takes the full twenty-two. <laughs> um, as does the direwolf, and you just incinerate the hell out of this um, creeper. Preventing it from regenerating on its next turn. Excellent. Dead boy. We're going to need some flex tape. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. I have six hit points left. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Light Breeze would KO Kodak at the moment. He's had Kodak's big day. That's, it's just been a big day for Kodak. Everyone's just been hitting on poor Kodak, but not in the nice way. He got mincemeat. Like, he got turned into mincemeat by his sister. He just got thrown in the oven. He's basically a chicken pot pie at this point. Yeah, pot pie. Excuse me, at least, you, at least you beat your sister. Barely. <laughs> no one take that out of context. <laughs> and I got teeth. Fireball bead. <laughs> they scare me. You just see the direwolf is still like sin. They do so much damage. Yeah, what kind of hit points does the direwolf have? It has have? 37. It has more hit points than my Ooh. old bear friend. That's yes. actually pretty good. So it's still weakened. Direwolves are a very good form for very early game druid. Yeah. Nice. Um, but with that, you are out of combat as you're just surrounded by the burning, smouldering, and frankly disgusting smelling remains. What? Kodak just collapses. What in God's name was that? Gardening gone wrong. (laughs) Um, Do you want to roll a religion check or a nature check for me, um, Leonette? Absolutely. You said nature? Or religion, up to you. I'll take... Oh, it doesn't really matter. I'll take religion. 16. 16. So you can see that these were quite clearly um, undead. You're not used to this type of undead before. It seems that whatever caused them to be undead wasn't the way that 
things are usually made undead. It's more that they were being puppeted by the vines. So the bodies themselves weren't undead, as in coming back. They were being used as a vessel for this plant. I have to say, this is very unusual. I haven't seen a case of undead like this before. What was unusual about it? Well, these plants were basically just a vessel, almost like a puppet in a way, I guess. A vessel? For what? That is what I dare say we're going to have to try and figure out, and very soon, before more of them turn up. Hmm. Well, let's get out of here, but we should probably also tell Sir Oram that we found the other you-know-what. Yes, um, that would be a good idea. All right, so what are the three of you doing? Well, I'll probably um, prepare a scroll of sending. Kodak is still smoldering partially. If we do that, I would get out of, um, yeah, get the heck out of Dodge. Oh, yeah. Well, do you have point. the spell slots to cast sending? Uh, what, what level is it? I believe it's third. I do have one third level slot left. Don't we have a scroll? No, we used, we used it. it. I thought we had another one. That was Gordy's, and she also used oh, it. Fair. It was only to go to Fenelon. Yeah. Um, Gordy, you do have a stone of sending, so you don't need scrolls, but that stone is the one that only goes to Fenelon because he has the other oh, okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, medieval walkie talkies. Pretty much. So cool. Uh, yes, sending is a third level spell. I will cast my last third level spell slot then. Okay. And this is the last orb, isn't it? This is the last one. that We've got the whole set yeah. now, don't we? All, yeah, all five of them. Or rather, Orem does. All right, I'm just trying to think of the message in 25 words that I'm going to, that I'm going to say. We have it now release her. Orem's like, who? Okay, I'm just gonna cut. I'm gonna be short. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. Rejoicing. Oh shit. Um, pleasing. Okay, pleasing news. We have last orb. More undead beings attacked us. Not like one seen before. Keeping orb safe. And that's twenty three, I believe. Well, I think there's a okay. lag, and that's all Sir Orem got was da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> James Bond's having a strong <laughs> call bondulance. Um, so after a little bit, you hear Sir Orem reply, and he says, "Very good. I am away." From the wind gates at the moment, I will let you know when I return. Keep it safe. Sir Orem is not currently at the wind gates. He is attending to other business. He 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 needs us to keep this safe until he is until he is returned. Then he will let us know that he is back, and we can go to him. And in the meantime, we must keep it secret. Keep it safe. What do we do in the meantime? I think asleep is in order. <laughs> you see bits of smoke rising off Kodak. Should we return to your? Oh, should we return to your I'd say tribe? Be best. They they will be able to offer us beds at least. Good idea. And with that, I'll make my way out of this hellish place. I will follow happily. I'm just gonna give one last look to the area before I head out. Um, roll a perception check for me, Kodak, as you're looking back. Ooh, 
that's actually all right. Uh, 21. 21. Um, you see, hidden amongst the roots of some of the trees, a few weapons that you recognize as belonging to your clan. I'm going to quickly go and grab them. Okay. I'm hoping a tree doesn't attack me for this. <laughs> Roll a dexterity check for me. Oh, these always go so well for Kodak. That's a nine. <laughs> I get KO'd by a falling tree branch. No, so as you go to reach your hand into these roots to pull out the weapon that you've spotted, the roots start to grow around your hand, trapping you. I'm going to try and say in druidic, release me. I hope it knows what I mean. The vines loosen a little bit in response to your words. Enough for me to pull free with the weapons, but preferably just getting my arm out. Roll a strength check. Sometimes, sometimes the dice tell a funny story. Um, so that was not that one. Oh my god. The plant's literally like, psych! <laughs> yeah, so you go to rip your arm away and the quick movement causes the vines to tense up again. <laughs> and Kodak just kind of at this point Kodak just has his arm kind of stuck I'm going to use my last second level spell slot and just misty step five feet back so just okay do the vines do anything in response to me leaving their grasp no I'm going to use my staff and try and slide the weapons oh out my god now. just leave them <laughs> they could be important so you, you're kind of like almost digging with the staff, trying to get an angle to to kick whatever it is out. And you do manage to get some of it out. It looks like it's snapped in half, was once part of a quarterstaff similar to yours, but it's been carved so that it has the story of your clan and the top half of the staff is the shape of a bear's head. That's really cool. Um, I just thought of something too. Would Druidcraft have helped? Would have helped me move the vines? I mean, probably because <laughs> I just sat there and I'm like, hang on, I have Druidcraft. <laughs> I don't remember how to Druid. That there isn't anything else in the room that you can see apart from the bodies, but the trees are seeming to move like in response to a unseen and unfelt breeze, and they just seem agitated. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had speak with plants, but I do not. I'm just going to say, in Druidic, I'm living in peace. You can rest now, as I just slowly walk out and try not okay. to get attacked by any more plants. It seems to, to, to recede a little bit as you leave and join the others. We can't go back in there. It just—it's not a good idea. I wasn't planning on it. You do notice that the barrier that was there before doesn't reappear as you leave. I'm gonna warn my sister about this to make sure no one wanders in there by accident. That could be a bad time for anyone who's unaware. Uh, as in okay. Misha? Yeah. So, the three of you are leaving the tunnels. Yeah. Yes. All right. Anything else that you want to do or talk about while you're leaving? We're almost done, Kodak. Almost. It's, We're it's... almost done. It's been a long road. 
I wish Kachi could have seen us. I wish she could have too. Mm-hmm. I think she or, would have liked the village. I think she would have loved the village. I think she would have very much enjoyed Ursula as well. Although I can't, I can't rule out the possibility that she would have tried to challenge her. Yeah, that that would have been an interesting sight. I don't know who would have won that, but it would have been a story to tell. For a long time. I wish she could have met Misha. She would have loved Misha. I like Misha. Everyone likes Misha. Misha's Misha. Speaking oh. of Misha, as you leave the, um, the, the tunnel and the temple, they are leaning there against the temple walls being like, Oh, you guys are alive. Okay, cool. Um, I heard some weird stuff, and I, I kind of got out of there. Smart choice, Misha. Mm. Well done. Very good choice. Father's yeah. Cloak. It served me well. <laughs> you see, it's like small embers still on my shirt. We met some yeah. nasties. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend going down there. It's, it's not safe. No, stay well and truly away from that place. Oh, um, Preferably seal it off. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, just we I, need I to make sure that. no one goes in. I don't know if sealing it off is the right idea, but we need to make sure that whoever goes in there is respectful of what's in there. We also need to make sure that nothing comes out. That's not ominous at all. There were some bodies that weren't entirely dead anymore. There were dead bodies. They became undead, and then we made flash them of light. re-dead. And everything was on fire. That was my fault. It's much darker now in the forest. It's late afternoon, early evening, and from the thickness of the canopy and the trees, just no light really falls on this area. Um, It is a clearing, but the other trees have kind of crowded together, almost like like a tent a little bit. And the only real lights are the lights of the fires dotted around. And you see that there are some of the clan members are sitting, laughing, eating, washing some wounds, but you you don't see any of the cultists. I imagine they're long gone by now. Oh yeah, we took care of them. Thank you, Misha. Or dead. Did you kill them? Yeah, we took care of them. High five. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they just wrap their Jeez. arms around your waist and squeeze and manage to lift you a couple of inches off the surface of the ground. So are they human or bear at this point? Human. Okay, in that case, yeah, I'll just give them a big old bear hug. <laughs> Do you want one? Looking at Gordy. Sure. Careful, she's small. I know. <laughs> just like waddle up. And <laughs> he picks you up. And just squeezes. Oh, just gonna like curl up against her, just against them, just all cuddled up like a little child. Kodak, uh, are you staying? If we can stay the night, that's okay. But we really—it was only meant to be a quick stop. I wasn't really expecting to run into everyone. Oh, so we'll probably be off in the morning. Okay. Unfortunately, I understand. But I'll make it up to you. I have gifts. Oh, cool. And um. I go into my pack and I oh, can't remember the name, the dwarven settlement we were in when I went looking for beads. 
Canned Unloading? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Mm. Um, I pull out two of the green glass beads that I got in the marketplace and I give them to Misha. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go add them right away. I'm glad you like them. And she runs off somewhere where there's uh, firelight to add them to the braids in her hair. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, I'd say we should probably get some food and hit the hay. It's been a big day. (laughs) You just see Kodak, like, trying to crack every bone in his body. (laughs) Some crack that shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, there's still just, like, a little bit of hair that's still smoking. Kodak. Yes, Leo? You told me that... After you left your people because of your issues with your father and the situation that we have since learned about, you were traveling across the world and you were just traveling, finding refuge where you could, and that's how you found Sotoram's advertisement. Yes. Now that everything has been resolved, once we've given these orbs back and our little task is complete. Will you come back here and live here? Will you live? Will you come back here for good? I feel like I may return, but I feel like there's still yeah. more for us. It can't be as simple as just the orbs. We've still got, we still got to do something about this cult because we can give the orbs to Aurum, but that's not the promise that they'll stay with Aurum. I mean, I mean, once everything is completely finished, once our work is completely done, I'd like to come back. Yes, your place is with your people. Exactly. I would like to return. But until we're done... Fear not, fear not, Misha. He will be back soon, and he'll be staying. Oh, Misha's gone <laughs> at this point. I'm pretty sure she didn't put me down, so... <laughs> I just picture Misha's like, halfway through put my today. Yeah, said, pretty much. She's like, huh? Oh, yeah, okay. Like, he throws the, throws the thumbs up. I'm just going to, yeah, shuffle along goliathly. I'm going to get something to eat as well. I'm going to get Um, soup. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's definitely enough places where you can sit down and find a meal and roll out a bed. It's very very laid back and not really structured at the moment. Like, there are some places with shelter, there are some tents, but most folks are just lying near the fire, some of them in bear form, some of them in human form, kind of eating, laughing, drinking, just kind of relaxing. I'm going to grab some food. I'm going to get a massive bowl. I'm going to get an absolutely, um, I'm going to get an absolutely massive bowl of soup and just tuck in. Okay. Um, what did you I'll say? Do, I'll that? do the same thing. Just like scoffing it down. In the morning before we leave, there's a couple things I'll have to do. Don't worry, there's a gift in there for you as well. You have to leave? It's in the morning when we're rested. I've had a big day. <laughs> now I'll need all the strength I can muster for it. So what are you doing in the morning before we leave? It's a surprise. You'll find out in the morning. Minding his okay. own damn business. As soon as I'm done that so. soup, I'm just going to like lean back and just... Yeah, it's definitely it's warm enough and... It's safe enough that you can just fall asleep in front of the fire. I will finish my bowl of soup before I finish. I'm just going to find somewhere quiet. The cultist hut's still there, correct? Yeah, like this sort of tenty thing. I'm going to find myself a bed and just pass out. (laughs) Yeah. 
Too good to just sleep by the fire. Kodak said enough. Leader of the clan now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, um, so there's enough people around. You don't need to worry about going on watch or anything. Um, But during the night, Gordy, you are awoken by the sound of Fenelon in your mind. And can't just leave me alone to sleep. She says, Gordy, things are, uh, they're getting tense down in Coal Town. I really need your eyes there and your knowledge so I know what decision that we make. I will, I'm assuming using the rock, reply. We'll be there. We'll, we'll leave tomorrow. We'll report soon. And you, you receive that message quite early in the morning. So just as the sun is starting to rise, is there anything you wanted to do during this time? I would probably reply and then just like roll over and go back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he's um, just like, this is life and death urgent. And I'm just like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> back to sleep I go. You get about an hour and a half more sleep before you are all actually awoken by the sounds of people starting to rise and get ready for the day. I will get up, stretch, and go to find Leo and Kodak. Okay, Leo, I believe, was sleeping near you. Um, I will make sure that he's awake with a gentle kick or two, like just the kind of nudging, not actually I will rise. kicking. And then go um, and find Kodak. Um, you find me out already with a bowl of stew ready for you guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. How, How did you sleep? Pretty damn good. A little beaten up. Okay. A little beaten up, but not too bad. Yeah, so Kodak's, as far as you guys have seen him at breakfast, he's always a bit excitable, but this time he's like over the top excitable. Um, you wouldn't think he got steamrolled by a bulldozer yesterday. Like, he's up. He's... He's ready to go. You sure have a lot of energy. You know, got to get up early. That's the way it is around here. Kodak, have you taken some cocaine? No, no, I haven't. Um, I do have, and I have a bag of um, herbs I've collected from around the place early in the morning. Basically, trail mix, different mushrooms, plants like that. Kodak, do you have some marijuana? No, um, <laughs> I'm. You appear to have been busy, my friend. Ah, uh, yes, get up early, nice and early in the morning. Best time to gather herbs. I got a few supplies that we might need later down the road. Thought they could come in handy. Quiet. I'm just going to sort of smile at Kodak's apparent eagerness, but with an element of curiosity. Speaking um, of down... Has anyone checked on the horses today? <gasps> My babies! Speaking of down the road... I'm really just going to, like... I'm going to run out to them and just make sure they're okay. Raise your hand if you forgot we had horses. Oh, yeah, they're absolutely fine. Someone's set some food out for them. I'm going to run up and give them both a muzzle, or like a stroke on the mane, on the mane and give them a brush and just a bit of a, a nuzzle on the muzzle. Okay. Um, midnight kind of wickers and starts to nibble at your hair, sort of grooming you a little bit. <laughs> Onyx kicks me. Um <laughs> No, he just is indifferent, mostly. Double taps, he kicks you twice to make sure. (laughs) I'm so pleased you've been so well looked after while we were taking care of business, you two. (laughs) 
they uh, reply with a snort each. Oh my baby. Um, I do have a question, Ash. Yo. Um, with Druidcraft, am I able to try and grow plants over the broken halves of that stuff, or is that out of the realm of what Druidcraft can do? Um, you create a tiny harmless sensory effect. You instantly make a flower blossom, a seed pod open, or a leaf bud bloom. You create an such as falling leaves. Yeah, that's kind of out of the realm of druidcraft. If you have plant growth... I don't yet. Okay. Don't get that till next level. <laughs> level up. Oh, that's okay. Um, I'm going to try and find Misha if I can. Okay. Um, they are sitting at the edge of the forest where Ursula left off, and they're just sitting there cross-legged with their chin in their hands, just watching. I'd like to think she'll come back one day. You know, I kind of don't. Who knows? Maybe some time out of the woods might give her a change of perspective. Yeah, but, well, you never know. I'd like to think she will have a change of heart and come back. Maybe. Personally, I think we're a little bit better off without her. That might be the case. She's still family. Yeah, she is. I have another gift. I found this down in the temple. Ooh. You might be interested in having a look. And I pull out both halves of the staff and hand them to her. She grabs it and looks at it and is just tracing her fingers along the carvings and just falls silent for a little while and says... You know, I kind of remember having dad, dad having something like this. Yeah, he did. Little. He did have a stuff very similar. I want you to have this. It may not be dad's, but it's very similar. So they look at it and they take the lower half and they hand to the top half to you and say, "I think it's better if we each keep a half. That way." No matter how far away we are from each other, we're always together. I think that's a great idea. And you see Kodak just kind of a tear welling <laughs> up. It's just a, get back in there. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, Misha, I have another favor to ask. Well, okay. It could be a big one. I, I don't know how long it will be, but this task that we were given to find these artifacts, I don't know if it's entirely done yet. I do plan to leave this morning with the others. Mm -hmm. I would like to leave you in charge, if you're okay with it. They they pull a a bit of a face, um, thinking it over. But after a while, she she nods. Um, I think I can do it, but maybe it's time we don't just have one person in charge. That is always an option as well. You are the daughter of the chief as well. I think I'm going to go for a walk. That's fair. Um, I'm planning on initiating Leo and Gordy. Is that okay with you? (gasps) Hey, you're the, uh, well, you're the leader. I'm okay with it. No, no, we're the leader. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Communism is born. <laughs> Clan well, Ironback is now unionized. <laughs> <laughs> I um okay, well do do you have everything you need? I went and gathered a lot of the herbs needed today. 
this morning before after I got up. Okay. Um. Well, Bad's bowl is with my stuff, so. Thank you. I'll try and be there for it if you want to do it with everyone. And I, I just, I'll try not to leave it too late in the morning. So maybe don't make your walk super long. Okay. Um, and I just kind of give her a big hug. Yeah, she squeezes back and grunts as she tries to lift you off the ground. Manages to lift you higher than she did Leo. Okay, I'm going to go prepare everything. Um, I'll try and get a few people out and about, just so we have people in the clan to bear witness to it. Okay. Have fun on your walk. And I just kind of disappear. Okie dokie. What are Gordy and Leonette doing at the moment? Having his shit. <laughs> Trying not to... It is dropping, dropping logs at the other end. So that walks past and he's like, "Oh my god, that's huge!" And Gordy just proudly, "Yeah, it is." Uses it as war paint. No, um, <laughs> too far, too far. Abort mission. Abort mission. My parents said anyway. No, um, I probably would have just been back, back with the horses, waiting for uh, Kodak to finish up. I'm going to use Riker to try and gather people to the main camp area where we were eating stew last night. Okay. Um, it kind of works the way that herding, you know, most animals works, except Riker's just flying up to people and screaming at them. So they're all just kind of going towards the center less to watch something and... Uh, more to get away from the annoyance. Oh, I see you've met my children. And Riker <laughs> flies back proudly and just goes... Oh! Um, have I seen Leo and Gordy around since I took off to find Misha? Um, roll a quick perception check for me. That I can do. 13? Yeah, so um, you, give, you quickly scan the campgrounds and you see Leonette, at the very least, near the horses. Um, and after... Glancing around where Leonette is, you do spot Gordy's bright red hair. Leonette's much easier to spot since he towers above everyone. I was going to say, your boy is big. Leo, Gordy, can I have you for a moment? You can have me for a lifetime. You can have me wherever you want me. We There's something I want to do, but we need the clan to bear witness to it. What, um, what, on, earth you, what, what, what on earth are you referring to, Kodak? Come to the centre of the encampment and I'll be able to... Is this a ritual sacrifice? This is playful banter. This isn't. This is just... I just kind of, kind of just looks at you like, we don't do that here. Kodak's like, we wouldn't warn you about that. That's our summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so while Riker was out gathering everyone, I was going to go about and prepare the herbs and the paint for what Wayne needed. Okay. Yeah. And it's you're able to set it up in the middle of the camp. And once the other members sort of see what's going on, they they recognize it quite easily and they start to gather more people a little bit nicer than Riker's way of doing it. Riker was just being like, yeah. oh, move your ass. Pretty much. Riker's about as subtle as a shotgun. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Leo, Gordy, I'd like you to take a knee. Take it where? <laughs> Kodak can't even keep a straight face. So what do you say? Take a, take a what? Take, take, a a knee. take a knee. Okay, in that case, I will respectfully take a kneel. 
I will copy. People of Clan Iron invested in me. I now pronounce you. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are legally married. (laughs) Um, Clan Iron back. As you know, we are a people that tell our stories as opposed to writing them down. We go on pilgrimages to find new stories and bring them back to our people, adding to our history. And I believe we're in one of the most historical moments that our clan has been witness to in quite many generations. This story doesn't just involve the people of the Ironback, but all people everywhere. And I know I've been gone a very long time, but that too is part of our story, just as everything you have ever done is also part of that story. But these two here, these outsiders, we would not be here if it wasn't for these two. And I begin to put markings on Leo and Gordy. Leo, you'll recognize them as the same markings I put on Cartier. Oh. I just. As I go through and I put markings on you. I sort of catch you in the eye because I would understand. I would know. I would sort of get. I would make that little connection. So I just sort of meet your eye and almost like just a little moment of understanding. Please stand. I will stand up. I will stand. Welcome to Clan I Am Back. You have both been initiated. And now it is time for you to go out into the world and get more stories. I will just start openly weeping. And as you finish the initiation, <laughs> yeah, as, as Cordy starts to cry a little bit and you finish the initiation, all the clan members surge in like a wave and like... They can okay, so they can easily lift Gordy up and throw her and cheer. They can't quite do it for Leonard, so they settle for patting him on the back and the shoulders and giving giving him giant bear hugs. They threw Gordy too far and she just disappears. <laughs> She's just still up in the brain. off again. So I'm I'm obviously laughing and taking in the celebration and reciprocating, and then with a big joking grin on my face, I'm going to turn to Kodak and just say, "So when do I get to turn into a bear?" And Kodak doesn't, you can almost hear, like, the dial-up tone in Kodak's brain. For the rest of her life, people will just find Gordy there, just, like, hands closed, eyes squeezed shut, trying so hard to turn into a bear. (laughs) In Gordy's most sacred moments. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that might be a good place to end the session there. Are you sure we are worthy of such an honour? 100%. I owe my life to you, both. I'm just going to sort of bow my head in touched acknowledgement. And I bring Leo in for a bear hug. Big bear hug reciprocated. You can kind of feel your back slightly crack from where I give you a hug. I just love the idea of Misha <laughs> seeing that and just cheering. Oh yeah, she's like, at this point, she's picked um, uh, Gordy up and is kind of dancing with her. <laughs> or like you do with kids when you just hold their hand out and you're like, yeah, we'd love that. Um, so yeah, we'll leave it there for tonight. Um, yeah, well, thanks everyone for playing and for listening. I have been Ben, otherwise known as Leonet Lawkeeper. I'm Emily, playing Gordy. And I'm Billy, and I play Kodak. And I'm Ash, I've been your DM, and we hope you all have a wonderful night. Shoot FM, student-powered radio.